Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. barely recognize this country anymore. The government's got us seeing communists in our soup. And I'm Sebastian. I'm sorry. I meant drop dead comrade. I'm Andy Shostler. Get your hands off me, you rotten, rusky son of a bitch. And I'm Alex. <laughs> Take that, the Russians, I guess. <laughs> yeah, very Russian themed. I suppose the whole film is. Yeah. Um, oh, but they're Russian. <laughs> yeah. oh, I thought they were Ukrainian. <laughs> and welcome to our review of Indiana Jones and the... Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I say temple every other time. Temple of the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah, it may as well be. It's like a soft Temple of Doom it's, remake. It's like sequel. every second yeah. one, they're like, "Let's not make an Indiana Jones movie. Let's just, <laughs> let's just do this. Let's just throw hot garbage in front of the audience." No, I, I really liked um the Temple of Doom. Really? Yeah, I think I think I went on record saying it was my favorite of the. Oh no, no, Crusade. Then it. Then. For some reason, I like reverse order, where three, two, one's my order. Well, I went ahead and compared it, compared the audience scores on Rotten Tomato and the IMDb mm-hmm. ratings with the other Indiana Jones films okay. in the franchise. Would you care to hear the results? I'll turn sure. it, what if yes. I said no? <laughs> I mean, please do. But what if I, what if we said no? What if we both said no? I'm going to say yes. Yeah. I knew Alex would say yes, but I'm just going to overpower you anyway. That's so. fair. Yeah. You need the content. Mm. <laughs> Oh, so, that was me attempting to tongue pop. <laughs> so Crystal Skull has an IMDb score of 6.2. Not brilliant. Out of five. Did you? <laughs> wow. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh, a critical score on Rotten Tomatoes of 78%, but an audience score of 54%. Interesting. Uh, okay. Not well. popular. Compared to the other ones, uh, surprisingly, Raiders is the most popular Indiana Jones film. Yeah, good. With an IMDb score of 8.5, 
uh, a critical score of 95% and an audience score of 96%. Oh, that is up there. That mm. is, yeah. And it is. I mean, I think yeah. our review of it was generally incredibly favourable. I think there were only yeah. a few bad things that weren't really even really bad things. Maybe they were a little bit like, goofy or something. It's like the datedness of it. Yeah. But like then yeah. that's just part of the charm of the film. Possibly. Uh, it's going on record now. <laughs> <laughs> Next in popularity is uh, Last Crusade with uh, an IMDb score of 8.2, 88% on the critical score, 94% on the audience score. So very close, but not quite as high as uh, Raiders. And Temple of Doom, of those three, is most definitely the odd one out, with an IMDb score of 7.6, a critical score of 85%, audience score 81%. So, so still good numbers, though. Still, still not in still the 90s. Good, still good, but definitely in, in the band lower than, yeah. uh, than the first and third. And then this one comes along and just... Confuses everything and tanks it, tanks it all. <laughs> yep. Let's let's see how low this franchise can go. It's a bit of a strange film. Like listening to the commentary and and a lot of the other comments on um, of other review shows that, that I've seen do it. Um, Spielberg was like reluctant to do it in the first place. He was quite happy to have left it at Last Crusade. I mean, it's even titled the Last Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. That's it. Yeah. Always trust your instincts. <laughs> they never trust Lucas. <laughs> That's also Especially true. Especially when he gets a little bit of money in his pocket. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's like, oh, but you saw what I did with uh, Star Wars there. <laughs> <laughs> People loved it, right? <laughs> well, okay. So this is your first time watching this, right, Alex? Like this, right. you never came across this one even like accidentally at the cinemas? Never, nope. Uh-uh. Interesting. It was also my first time seeing it. Oh, okay. So I I've had, seen it before. Really? I had absorbed a lot uh, just from people talking like, I didn't really want to go see it at the cinema, but when I heard um, that it was Aliens, uh, that was the- This I gotta the, see. That was the big reveal. No, I absolutely <laughs> didn't want to see it at that point. So I, I, I could have been convinced- Were if, they actually aliens? Oh, interdimensional beings or whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, that's rubbish. I was trying to get that quote out. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> if they just kept uh. it, because they did sort of build it up as a bit of religious- you know, a, a religious iconry or, or whatever. This tribe worships the, the crystal skull or whatever, and they've yeah. you know, based an entire religion about it. And some portion of it ends up having some sort of magic. But then they completely jump the shark or fucking uh, out. <laughs> uh, what is it? Um, not jump the shark. The one that came out for this was uh, pack the fridge, uh, nuke the fridge, nuke the fridge, oh, yeah. nuke the fridge, pack the fridge, <laughs> and. Just introduce these aliens that had no oh. business being in an Indiana Jones film. No. It seems really out of place, like mm-hmm. e- even more so than Temple of Doom. Yeah. But for a number of reasons, which I'm sure we'll get into. Oh, we definitely will. Honestly, well, we'll talk about it, but my issues with this aren't story-based. A lot of my issues are just visually based. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. hate bringing it up, but I mean, we'll talk about it when we get to the actual guts of this thing. Well, I went ahead and compared the box office yeah. uh, takings as well sure. in terms of the proportion of the budget that the film made. Um, so just before we get into trivia, because I know that's the normally the first bit of trivia, this one had a budget of $185 million, uh, but it did take at the, at the box office a worldwide gross of $786 million, which sounds good because it's four times the budget. But Last Crusade took 10 times its budget – Temple of Doom took 12 times its budget and Raiders took 21 times its budget. So they have yeah. been going down 
They've, in yet, percentages. The studios have had to invest more money and gotten less proportionally. I mean, even so, four times your budget is still good, mm. but way less than the other films in the franchise. That is literally just the name of the movie, though. Yeah, pretty like, much, yeah. <laughs> hey, you want to go to see this movie? Uh, what is it? Indiana Jones? Yeah, Harrison sure, Ford's yeah. in it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, yeah so, okay, great. I had seen this at cinemas. And well, what year did it come out in again? 2008. Okay, so I was a young, so it's, it's brightly nostalgic. Yeah, what seventeen? Seventeen? Yeah, it was yeah. Fine. Do math, everyone. <laughs> yeah, do the math. Find my secret age when you do it. You're one step closer to finding the body buried in my house. <laughs> um, Were you a, a worldly seventeen year old or just very pink and naive? Um, oh, Alex was there. What do you reckon? <laughs> uh, a mixture. Yeah, <laughs> pink and aggressive. Um, worldly, but small. <laughs> Angry. But mad. <laughs> Wait, those are the those are the same thing. Um, well, did you guys want to move on to trivia then, or is there um, anything else? I I would like to talk about some of the people in this film. Please Ooh. do. So obviously the top build cast we had Harrison Ford, Kate Blanchett, Karen Allen, Shia LaBeouf, Ray the Beef, Ray Ray Winston, John Hurt, and Jim Broadbent. I forgot that John Hurt was in this film until like, well, when he rocked up and was like, oh yeah, yeah. he was in the opening credits. It really John Hurt me to see him in this. <laughs> mm. I don't know. He's the one, he's the one performance that I didn't oh, think he, was bad in any way. Like Harrison Ford nailed his performance, but he had a bad script. Yes. In a lot of places. But like John Hurt's not going to fuck up. No. Like, <laughs> no, but, but I mean, even, even what he had to work with was- yeah. You know, fine. He didn't play someone cuckoo. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> obviously, we know uh, Harrison Ford from movies like Indiana Jones, <laughs> Star Wars. Where, where have I seen him before? He's a very familiar face. <laughs> um, Air Star Force Wars One. Uh, <laughs> That's what I'm thinking of. Actually, That's Hollywood. Hollywood. Uh, it's funny you say murder Air Force or one. <laughs> Hollywood homicide. That's because. He, that's actually one of the ones that I listed here. Oh, good. Uh, that and The Fugitive. Ooh. Or if you say it wrong, The Fugitive. <laughs> I um, didn't kill my wife. <laughs> uh, so Kate Blanchard, obviously Lord of the Rings, Ocean's 8, Thor, Ragnarok, Cinderella. Mm. So like some pretty Was good- she? Yeah. All right. I think- Wait, Cinderella? Is that the one you're questioning? Or Thor? Thor. Yeah, she's the I mean, number three. Ella. I never saw it. Well, it was the funny one. You should have seen it. Yeah. yeah. And we'll be talking more about Thor during this week's Variety Hour. No, let's not. Well, I am. I'm all right. I will so forget, <laughs> to I, be honest, but I'm going to- th- I think I will. I didn't know much about Karen Allen, but she's been in two of the Indiana Jones movies now. Oh, yes. She was in the first one, uh, playing the same character. Well, reprising her role, yes. yes. Um, and- uh, the Perfect she was, Storm? She was good in Raiders. Yeah, I mean- and she was okay in this. Fine. Is The Perfect Storm the one, I think, spoiler alert, everyone dies in? Is that I, the I one? I think so. The, I, I, is that the George Clooney one? I thought it was uh, the I thought it was the Mark Wahlberg one. Mark Wahlberg. I, or, fair, or, or is sure. that the same film? I'm, I will find that out while <laughs> Alex does the rest of what he's doing. Um, and Malcolm X. Oh. Yeah, so there you go. There's a bit of a- Was she? Oh, was she the mother? Of I think so. Eddie Furlong. Or both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I think last name was Furlong, so could have been mother. Right. Yeah. Uh Shia LaBeouf, Transformers. <laughs> it is both George Clooney and Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, there you go. And John C. Riley. 
Did he play the sea captain? Uh, he played Dale Murph Murphy. He's got two names and they're both Murph. <laughs> so I'm going to say he I was a sea captain. Murph might be his nickname that he's referred no, to. No, no, no. His parents called him Dale Murph Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Your mate wants to wrestle under Steven Steven or something, was it? That's fantastic. Steven Steven Rex. There you go. That's great. <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, sorry, Alex. <laughs> We can edit that out. Oh, but I won't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I will definitely not be editing. Um, so Ray Winston. Uh, God, he was annoying in this. Yes. Which one was he? I, uh, I, he's he's the one from Jawbone, Point Break, Barney Thompson, The Gunman. Uh, he's the British one. Is you know, he the all, one those, that, all those films. The, that- <laughs> the double, triple, single agent. I liked him. Oh, no. Well, we'll have words in defense of Ray Winston, (laughs) is it? So John Hurt, I don't think I need to say say much about him, but Alien, back to you, Toby O.V. for the Vendetta of the Elephant Man. Um, Jim Broadbent, Mm. he's uh, Professor Slughorn from the Harry Potter series. Um, I think he, well, his role wasn't really major in this, but he's still got top bill, which is. Yeah, but he essentially replaced Brody. Yeah. And he's just at the museum telling Indy he can't go on the adventure. And then at the end of the film saying, what a wonderful thing you went on that adventure. Yeah, <laughs> well done, <laughs> um, associate dean. <laughs> can I bring us back a step? Ray Winston's character was Mac, but his real name is George Michael. Why? Yeah, why? Why give him the name of an actual famous human being? Like, oh, that's my psychic, Mac. But his real name, Michael Jackson. No, that's Mac Jackson. No, I don't. <laughs> that's Spielberg and Lucas having a little laugh at their own, yes, you know, cleverness in the script. You know, a joke that nobody's ever going to know. Yeah, especially like, where'd you get Mac from? Michael? It'd be Mick. Indy's an idiot. Have we considered this? Indiana Jones is just an idiot. Well, yeah, he does, I think, he does I think fuck we have. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, dude. I need to cut you off, but I was like, this is infuriating. Like, yeah. my name's Sebastian Bergoglio, but my friends call me Jim. <laughs> like, really? Ignore well, my middle name. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, well, my name's Alex Callaghan, but people call me Dozer, which yeah. has nothing to do with my name at all. Okay, you're called Dozer because, like, when you're young playing football, like a bulldozer. Big guy, you take people down. Maybe he's called Mac because like like a Mac truck. Or Mac Daddy. Yeah, he's made of macaroni and cheese. Or maybe he inspired Steve Wozniak to create the Mac in Tosh computer. I actually now I'm in love with the idea he's called Mac because there's a bunch of cutscenes where he's just eating a bowl of macaroni <laughs> and cheese. <laughs> and it's just like, if you're gonna keep doing this, I'm gonna keep calling you. <laughs> It's a, it's a secret spy power. He builds yeah. up all that all that fart energy, and then and then disables all his all his counterparts when they're in a closed room. Oh, do you, do you smell gasoline? Can you, just, <laughs> can you just imagine knowing a person that every time you saw them, they were just eating fucking mac and cheese? Like that's just how they exist. Um, mac, but like, really, mac. in a real non-movie scenario, just knowing someone that does that. Yeah, my that's wife. Mac. I was going to go, Jess could do it. My Jess, but you're Jess too. My, yeah. By the power of Jess's Jess. combined. <laughs> oh, I we made a mac and play. I made a very funny joke the other night and I'm going to repeat it, even though it's much less funny when repeated, but um, Alex's Jess and my Jess and our friend, well, Alex Prime's Jess were talking at a party and they lined up and I made some sort of bejeweled joke if they stand in front of them. It was very funny, everybody. I'm, I'm a very funny person. <laughs> it was great. And that night we went to the beat and I hurt my back dancing. Did you? Yes. Oh. 
And apparently I got photos with a drag queen. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Apparently. Well, I saw the photos. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> it happening. Allegedly. Legend has it. And so the director of this film, sorry to just no, no, please. <laughs> segue back in, Steven Spielberg. Uh, you may <laughs> remember such works of his like Paranormal Movie. Or what? Horrors of War. Paranormal Movie? Yeah. Steven Spielberg? Really? What is that? I never even heard of that one. Oh, the those are his least uh yeah. like paranormal <laughs> movie sounds like a fucking parody film. Yeah, you know that toothbrush commercial he did once? Yeah. Yeah. But doesn't it like yeah, paranormal activity? Like it sounds like yeah. all, it sounds like one of those. Yeah. But it sounds like the scary movie version of that. Like, oh yeah, I did paranormal movie. Really? I forgot to yeah. find this and read what it's about. Oh yeah, like all those date date movies, epic movies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it just sounds like a parody of a film. And then uh he's also done like E.T and that one about the list and the German people. Oh, lovely. Schindler's List. Schindler's List. That's the one. Paranormal no. movie. You don't mean Poltergeist, do you? Like no, it, the it title is Paranormal Movie. Paranormal I'm look, Movie. I'm trying to find it now, guys. I will I will scream when it happens, don't you worry. <laughs> yeah, you will. Did the he do yours? He did yours. Yeah. Spielberg is yours. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I can't see, did, he, did he produce Paranormal Movie by any chance? I'm you trying never, to find it in his director's directed. list. You never know with these guys. They've got their fingers in a lot yeah. of different pies. That's all right. Alex, you continue your thing and I'll, I just need to know what the hell this is. I'm going to go onto IMDb. That's what I'm doing now. <laughs> and uh, search for paranormal movies. Well, that's, I was doing the thing that um, Andrew hates that I do where I well, go through the, um, the, the cast, well, not the actual movie search. While you're doing that, shall I list off some trivia? Yes, we should. You know the show in, that we're doing? Move into the trivia segment. Yeah, it's fine. There is a, there is a 2013 parody film called Paranormal Movie, but it wasn't him. I hope. It's very interesting, Seb. Too Cre- bad you hadn't pressed the trivia button. Kevin that Farley was in it. Perfect for trivia. Um. Riddle me this, riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black bat? Hey, Derek, you know what's always good for shoulder pain? What? If you lick my butthole. It is Wednesday, my dudes. Please tell me we have some sort of resolution and conclusion. This has been building up to something, Seb. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's happening here. Well, how the fuck did I get that on my list? <laughs> he did do Poltergeist, though, which is a paranormal movie. Well, yes. yeah, he, he, like, ghost-directed Poltergeist. What did he? He's not actually the director, but he was apparently on set for a lot and gave a lot of directions and kind of took over a little bit here and there from the actual... Um, it has his signature obsession with light. Yes. And flooding light on the on the screen. Anyway, <clears throat> Indiana Jones. The producers, surprisingly, wanted the whip to be CGI. Yeah, res- C- citing silly. safety hazards that you know, cracking a whip on stage would be would be stupid. And Harrison Ford rightly said, "No, that's stupid." <laughs> he then proceeded to blind three interns yeah. <laughs> with his whip. And I don't think he cracks his whip in the film. Does he even? He's not even it? carrying. I thought, you know, perfect. The, uh, the the sand scene is coming up where they're in quicksand. He's going to pull out his whip and hey, throw yeah. it to throw it to Mutt as a sort of you know prelude to the to the hat thing. And he's also going to help him pull out like that. And then he's going to take his whip back, just like he takes his hat back Does right at the end of the film. Not have his whip at the beginning. He has his whip at the in the beginning he has scene because he, he uses. Use no, he does when the, there's like when the Russians are coming after him in Area Fifty One. And he's riding away from them, and there's like going to be a head-on collision. He whips ah. to the top and pulls himself out. Well, there you go. Because Max, like, 
you don't know him to the Russians. Like he's going to kill us all or something. I don't remember. Well, there you yeah. go. So he was allowed to use his whip with nobody else on the stage and everything else was computer generated. But it was definitely a stunt him. man because uh. Harrison Ford did not do that stunt. No. <laughs> Rubbish. Uh, despite The Last Crusade being filmed 19 years before, Harrison Ford, amazingly, and thanks to a lot of hard work on his part, uh, fit his costume perfectly. The measurements were exactly the same. Oh, shit, that's right. As 19 years before. Oh, wow. And he was already 45-ish when Last Crusade was was recorded. He looks like pudgy. Not pudgy. He's still fit, don't get me wrong, but he doesn't look as lean as he did back then. Which he makes looks, me think this is a lie. <laughs> no, he he looks like an old man version of you know what what a what a buff soldier would turn into. Mm. You know that old you know everybody used to have them. You know some some neighbor who was in a war or served time in the navy or something, uh, and he just looks like that. Never never quite clean shaven, but he must shave because the stubble never grows that mm. much. And it's that kind of look, and he smells of brute. Uh, aftershave. My dad but, wears that. I, yeah. can, I can believe that smell. I think you, I think you get into your forties and it's just handed to you. And so there you go. <laughs> you've reached you've reached the right age. You can you can wear brute now. I have a question about your trivia, please. Um, I ages ago learned that it was one of those bloody listicles on YouTube. But effectively, people were going over like some famous bad CGI that was very expensive. And one of the examples was in the first John Wick, John Wick's dog before it gets killed takes a crap on the lawn and they CGI'd the poop and it costs like $15,000 for that. Anyway, the gopher in this after the fridge nuke, that was CGI'd and I know it had a ridiculous price on it. I'm just struggling to find that price. Did you happen to come across it at all in your research? No, I didn't. Damn it. Okay. It was so stupid. I forgot about the gophers because they have no function in the film whatsoever. They're just there. To make kids go, ooh. The, the, the single gopher, the one comes up like after he lands out of the fridge and it comes up next to his head. Sure. That's the one that apparently had like a ridiculous price tag on it. And well I was trying done. to find it. And I, I was hoping that maybe your- well, Money well spent. That's what I thought. So, <laughs> as opposed to a 15, okay, I'm saying 15K for the dog shit in John Wick. It's something <laughs> like that. It was a lot of money, more than, you know, we could buy a car with for this yeah. dog shit. Like, yeah. yeah. Quite so. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, so the Soviets <clears throat> became the villains not only because Spielberg felt that after making Schindler's List he couldn't take Nazis, um, he couldn't portray them in a light-hearted way anymore. Um, and Ford said that you know Nazis had just been worn out. They'd just been done to death at that point in uh, Schindler's List. But George Lucas, surprisingly, found out that Joseph Stalin was fascinated by crystal skulls. Hmm. So they just mashed up those two things and there we go. There's a script. Before I get letters, it's $5,000 for dog poop. That's, that's way too much for dog poop. And the, the, the rationale is, guys, you can get prank shit for like two bucks or just get someone in props to make one. Yeah. Like for yeah. a lot cheaper. And let's consider, is it vital to the film that we have a shot of the dog shitting? Can we not just assume that it took a shit? Do we have to CGI it actually? It's not a close-up either. Going? It's, like, it's like a full so wide shot too. what the hell is the point? <laughs> Spielberg, ever the perfectionist, <laughs> this one seems stupid, uh, hired Russian actors to portray the Russian soldiers so that they had an authentic accent. It's almost as if he doesn't trust actors. I mean, <laughs> would you trust an actor? <laughs> in your house, around your family? They're hungry. All you have to yeah. do is wave a ham sandwich in front of them and they'll <laughs> dance for you in whatever whatever language you like. I have an apology. <laughs> oh, yes. 
<laughs> somehow in in my uh, my research, I, I I got paranormal movie as a Spielberg thing, but I, I can't find it. So it does exist. It was it, just in twenty thirteen. So it's probably, a movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely a movie, but I don't think Steven Spielberg is associated with it at all. It does look like a straight to TV or straight to like download parody film. Yeah, surprisingly, this one. Uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is the only, not the only to be nominated, but the only Spielberg film that has won a Razzie. No. It won the Razzie for worst prequel, remake, ripoff, or sequel. Ha! I mean, okay, we'll definitely be talking about that because uh, it deserves it. I don't think anyone near deserves this. (laughs) Well, what is it? Uh, I'm not saying it's good, but I mean, like, I might be saying it's good. Who knows? (laughs) But 46% of the population agrees with me and the other 54 are idiots. The other 54 have the majority <laughs> and by, de- by dem- democratic standards are the victors here. Yes, and we all know democracy is stupid. Democracy famously works. <laughs> Shut up. We need a some sort of community uh, um, like where everyone just puts in their bit and then we had just have like we elect or... No, the people no. choose. Are you describing no. democracy? No, 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 no. <clears throat> so someone decides that they're going to lead everyone else and then everyone else just helps them and gives them a bit more so that they can they can uh, like be in charge of everyone else while everyone else just brings everything to the table and everyone shares everything. Okay, well, so why you, do you need someone in charge? So he's describing like a <laughs> dictatorship, but with a communistic kind of approach with the, on the ground level. Is that right? Like everyone just kind of shares the resources, but one person has ultimate power? Is that? Yeah, well, how are they going to make decisions as a country? <laughs> People are good at making decisions. Are they? Yes, they are. Not Americans. <laughs> if something is worth doing, it's worth debating about doing for 30 years. I've been saying this the whole damn time. Well, one decision that the producers made, or the distributors, I should say. I'm sorry, I'm getting very distracted by the fire engines with their alarms going off. Pay attention. Sorry. The film was sent to theatres with a combination lock, and they received the code the day of the premiere. Also, the canisters, as films usually are, famous, you know, big... Big ticket films, usually mislabeled to throw people off the scent. Care to guess what uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was named? So this is what I would do. I would say, so that the film is Indiana Jones. I would just put it under not Indiana Jones. <laughs> Very clever. Yeah, they'd never look. They'd be like, well, it's obviously not that one because that's an idiot. That an idiot would do that. Um, like the combination being one, two, three, four, five. That's exactly <laughs> what I would do as well. I'm well, make this super easy for you. <laughs> 69, 69. Okay, wait. So is there, a, is there a legitimate way of us guessing the fake title? Not really. Okay. And that's kind of the thing. It's not even really a joke. Yeah. Uh, because there were, there were two names used, Bandwagon and Turbo. It doesn't even tie into Indiana Jones. I would have put it on a Dan Aykroyd. Because Crystal Skull Vodka, see something. There's a link there. Yeah, go, yeah, yeah something. Ghostbusters. That's right. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Do, yeah. do not label your shit Ghostbusters. <laughs> we'll, we'll steal it. <laughs> Ghostbusters three. <laughs> yeah, something. But yeah. It's just completely unimaginative. So you know, a committee decided on those two names. Okay, no more. Have you guys looked into Dan Aykroyd's Crystal Skull Vodka? It's good. Is it actually nice? You've tasted it. It's not. It's very smooth. Because they yeah, filter like it. it. Is it polished? through crystals? Do they really? <laughs> 
He, oh, yeah, yeah, Dan Aykroyd is all into that occult stuff. Dan Aykroyd is a crazy yeah. man. And I love it. Yeah, he is. There's an it, ad. But it's a, it's a beautiful bottle. It genuinely is. And I got one of the big ones. I happen to be traveling through uh, Vancouver mm. and they had them. How's the taste though? It's nice. It's really smooth. Like can, drinkable straight smooth? or You can drink it warm. Like most vodkas you have, you know, prefer to drink frozen just because there's that sharpness to it. But you can drink Crystal Skull Vodka warm and it's absolutely fine. It's smooth. It's lovely. So in his ad for it where he's, I'm Dan Aykroyd, TV actor, more a movie actor, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I was watching this fun breakdown of it and the guy that was reviewing it pointed out, it's like, it's like an eight minute ad and it's like three and a half, four minutes into the ad before he says the word vodka. Because he's just talking yeah. about the occult. Yeah. He's, he's talking about he loves the it. design yeah. of the bottle based off kind of the kind of this movie, kind of not. <laughs> like as in like yeah. the, the same law this movie goes into. It is incredible. And it's definitely worth a watch when we're done recording this episode. <laughs> he is a fascinating man. Oh, I, in all the wrong ways. <laughs> I kind of love it though. Because he's just like your crazy uncle. And I don't have yeah. a crazy uncle. My uncles are very grounded. Yeah. I wish I had a Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> no offense to my existing uncles, but also a third uncle that's crazy would be good. But he is he is right into it. Yeah. Oh yeah. You just can't you can't stop him. And he's don't right. Don't mention the occult, everybody. You're meeting Dan Aykroyd. Don't mention the occult because we'll never get him back. <laughs> and he's right in the new Ghostbusters. <laughs> so maybe maybe because he's completely off the deep end now, we're gonna get some like oh, but we get some like old ones shit. I reckon he'll go into like it's going to be Lovecraft. the straightest movie yet. <laughs> <laughs> Let you know ghosts. Yeah. Ghosts aren't real. This is a movie about talking about our feelings and our thoughts. <laughs> he, <laughs> he wrote he wrote the original script for the Blues Brothers. Ah, right? beautiful. And in it, the original cut of it was an hour longer because Dan Aykroyd had written this whole sequence to explain why the car has these magical abilities, how it can jump high and do all this no. stuff. There's an hour of it. Oh, it would have been an hour of it. I mean, it wasn't ever recorded. Okay. Oh, but, that that, but that's what he wrote just to explain the car. Okay. This, I'm torn. I like that the movie just has the car do crazy shit. That's yeah, fun. That's, that's fun. But yeah. I also want to see these scenes, <laughs> but I don't want them like, to affect the actual rest of the movie. Like so a whole I, like 12 piece band can fit in that car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would like some explanation, please. <laughs> but I like like the jumps. With all the instruments too. and all the, like, the drums and saxophones and- that's it. Yeah, you Amazing. just open the boot, chuck it in, yeah. close the boot, open it up again. You've got space for, <laughs> for another bootload. I think it was Ghostbusters 2, but it might have been 1. I'm not fact-checking because we're going to keep rolling. But there was a sequence. Oh, fuck me. Or was it meant to be Ghostbusters 3? He was writing a sequence in which the Ghostbusters actually descended into one of the levels of hell. That was 3. 3, was it? Supposed to be 3, yeah. yeah. And once again, really interesting stuff. I'd, I would, I'd be terrified to see a movie where he was not restricted because he is such a freaking weirdo. <laughs> but in saying that, I also really want to see just one. He's also kind of brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Like it might suck, but I want to see just one film where he's <laughs> off his fucking kilter and nobody's stopping him. <laughs> Can he sell fund? Have Sells you, his vodka empire? <laughs> have you ever seen- He could probably just do it. <laughs> he could. <laughs> have you ever seen Nothing But Trouble? No. With Chevy Chase as the title character. Dan Aykroyd plays uh, a judge in some backward town in New Jersey. It's pretty wild. Mm. Like it's 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 tame. It's not like it's, you know, freaky or anything, but that watch that to give you a, a hint of what an unrestricted Dan Aykroyd would deliver. Because there's a lot of crazy shit going on okay. when they're at when they're when they're at the judge's house. Oh yeah. Okay. I have to give it a look, yeah. 
Nothing okay. but truth. It's quite good. It's one of my favourite films. Is it comedy, right? Yeah. Right. Good. Well, yeah. well Chevy Chase. Well, mm. Chevy Chase. People debate whether it's a comedy or not because it, it wasn't popular. Is it young or old Chevy Chase? Young. It's like eighty. Okay. So not like in, Community in, in Era, senile old man Chevy Chase. <clears throat> okay. No, this is Chevy Chase most definitely in his prime. Okay. I think Caddyshack had just been done a few years before. Oh, okay. So about that age. Okay. Yeah. All right. Any more trivia that's worth noting? No. Excellent. <laughs> Movie babies. Unless Alex, trivia? No. Movie babies. Hasta la vista, baby. Nobody puts baby in a corner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, baby. <laughs> so I put this down. I couldn't really get a good movie baby combination, but I put this down as the first attempt at Cowboys and Aliens. Oh. Of a mix of Indiana Jones, <laughs> The Temple of Doom, and War of the Worlds. Okay. I liked Cowboys and Aliens. That is how you do an alien film yeah. that's not an alien film. Yeah. It's great. I, too, had Cowboys and Aliens. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but I also had National Treasure 2. Yeah, it is a bit. Yeah, it, any one of those puzzle films yeah. would, would, would work Especially well. Especially the El Dorado. Ah, uh, that's true. Yes, sorta. it exactly went there. But then alien. Yeah. <laughs> oh, rubbish. Yeah. Okay, so I had X. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're listening to the wrong opinion from Seb. Visually, <laughs> I had X-Men Origins Wolverine. Because oh. it had that sort of everything looks a little bit too neat and it's but it's also not crisp enough. There's something just visually off with the entire thing. I know what you mean. Um and then one oh. more layer of shading. No. no. <laughs> How dare you try and make it look real? Um, oh crap! I just lost my other one when I got when I got accused of being wrong. I instantly just <laughs> fluttered out of my mind. X Men Wolverine for the visuals. Visuals, yeah, and for the story. Oh, Inferno, the um, one of the Dan Brown films. Because oh, Inferno, yeah. particularly because I like the Da Vinci Code and the um, yeah. What's Do the second not- one? Angels and Demons. Angels and Demons. Do not like Inferno. Not as much, which is. How I kind of really? feel about this film. I like the elements of this film, but just not as much, you know? Like it's like, I like a lot of things, just huh. less. <laughs> I thought, in my opinion, I thought Inferno was probably the strongest. Content. Really? Do I hear a do I hear a Dan Brown series next year coming? Do I yes, see it? Absolutely. Yeah, there's yes. only like three yeah. of them, and it's Lost Symbol. The only book I've read from this freaking series comes out. That'd be great, because that's the one I've been waiting for, and they skipped it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say this on air as well, but we should do the big short. Yeah, good film. Yeah, I don't know what we're talking good. about. No, lots of I'll... finance films. Big short, Margin Call, Wall Street, Wall Street. Wolf, Wolf of Wall Street. Eh, just uh, Wall Street. Both. Just, yeah. yeah. Well, okay. I like Wall Street too. And the beef is in that as well. And he does a good job. Yeah. yeah. We can watch all the films about money. Oh, hey, yes. Moneyball. Yes, said yes. <laughs> then there's the one with Mark Ruffalo and he's the, um, the reporter at... Oh, Zodiac? Michael Keaton. Oh, no, we've done Zodiac. Um, <laughs> he means Spotlight, not Spotlight. Um, frick, what's it called? With Michael Keaton? It could be Spotlight. It's about writing up the paper. I won like oh, a bunch of Oscars Robert and shit last Redford year. Robert in that one? I can't remember. I feel like but if we- Michael Keaton and I feel like Mark if we Mark just Lowe. keep talking about it and don't name it, we're going to hear Zane <laughs> scream throughout the, the, the room what it is. It's so we'll get to the, it eventually. The, um, um, the Catholic Church and the- um, Moon? No. I don't think I've I'll look seen it, it up. I, I know the name, but yeah. yeah, yeah. The, you yeah. saying that reminds me of a trailer that I'm sure I've seen. Yes. Of exactly yeah. that. Anyway, they're the movies that I want to bring to the table next year. <laughs> <laughs> I searched Mark Tuffalo. That didn't help. Um, <laughs> Mark oh, Tuffalo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, 
frick? What's it called? Spotlight. Nibble Spotlight. Yeah. And then while we're, while we're doing films of that era, can we do that one with um, Night, Nightcrawler as well? I mean, it's not related. It just came out kind of the same year. Oh, the journalist one. Yeah. Yeah, where he takes photos for money. Uh, and then we'll we'll sneak in that one with the with the angry J.K. Simmons where he's a drum teacher. <gasps> oh, Whiplash yeah. is fantastic. Yes. How did do? you get there from? Because they came oh. out within like six months of each other, and everyone was like, "Movies are so good!" All of a sudden, <laughs> Whiplash is a great film. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll do those. We'll do all of them, but like those yes. three, just for like. And the theme for that time is they kind of came out same time. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, Perfect tweets. <laughs> Today, I'm going to read it to you. Is there any sports in it? Are you kidding? Fencing, fighting, torture, revenge, giants, monsters, chases, escapes, true love, miracles. (laughs) Sorry, I was laughing. Alex has a beanie and it's like the biggest beanie I've ever fucking seen in my life. It is such a big beanie. What are you talking about? That's a regular size beanie. No, that's like the that's like the beanie somebody with three heads would use at once if they had to share one beanie between <laughs> no. the three heads. My I, auntie was practicing making beanies and then gave it to me. Was she practicing like on a basketball? It's so <laughs> big. They're always it's, that big. Is it's it just, well made. It's just like folded up. Yeah, yeah, you are. Have you never seen an unfolded beanie set? Is that what's going on? I own many beanies, <laughs> but all my beanies are about, even my unfolded grey beanie that I wear a lot is Have you ever washed about a beanie half set? the size. Have you ever put a beanie into the washing machine? Yes. <laughs> you say you that shouldn't. Like you're not sure. <laughs> Why would I not? It's, a, it's clothes. Yeah, so why is it? I mean, is, is it stitched up? Is that what? what? No, always, no, yeah. The always, ones- beanies are always long enough that you can pull them down my, over your chin. Absolutely Unf- not. Unfolded, you can always pull them down over your chin. Not no, my beanie. Not the one that he's got. I know exactly the one that he's talking about. It's it's one of those ones that you don't fold back up. It's it's just like it's just big enough to get to the top of your forehead. Well, then what you're wearing is an oversized wool yarmulke, Seb. Sure, muzzle tough. All right, <laughs> um, tweets. A little bit actually. <laughs> um, hey. Don't do that. Hashtag they did that. <laughs> you can tell I'm getting really into these ones. The only important protection from a nuclear blast is that you have lead lining. And you can calmly ignore G-forces and other acceleration. Oh, and the fiery inferno. Hashtag safety first. Mm. I had an alternative. Oh, I'd like to hear it. Because <laughs> mine was a cop out, so you doing two kind of makes up for that. Knowledge is the real treasure. Hashtag stay in school, kids. Reading rainbow. Okay. <laughs> It's not reading Rainbow, it's G.I. Joe, I think. <laughs> knowledge is power? No. Yeah. Uh, that, no what's, what's the line? Knowledge is knowledge was their treasure. No, no, the, the old oh. like American ad. Knowing is half the battle. There we go. That was G.I. Joe. There we go. Huh. Okay. <laughs> Indiana discovers he has a son and goes on a long journey to find the aliens of the ancient Mayans. Uh, then the aliens leave and they sit down on top of a pyramid. They were, they were, weren't they Indians? That's a joke because we keep mixing up the Indians with the Mayans. And, well, in, uh, in, in I was yeah. self-referencing how funny I am. <laughs> no, no. No, this time they are actually Mayans. No, Incans. Mayans? Is, <laughs> is that the third kind or is that like the encompassing group? The Mayans Teach were me. all throughout Mexico. Yeah. Aztecs were a very specific group of Mayans. And which are the ones the- that had aliens? None of them. <laughs> in this, sorry, in this movie. The Incans. Okay, and the they Incans- They were in South America. But the Incans are Mayans. No. 
So the Aztecs no, are a specific Incans, kind of Mayans, but the Incans are just a third Incans, group. No, Incans and Mayans are separate groups of Indian tribes in the Latin are America. Are they? The Mayans are Latin American. Yep. The Incans are South American. So they were in South America. They weren't in Mexico. They were in Peru. Which is in South America. Correct. Okay. But are they kind of the same? Is in the same way that all people are kind of the yeah, same. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. So the, these human beings with their pyramids, Egyptians, if you will. Uh, um, is that right? Yeah, essentially, yeah. Same. Huh. same era. So they're Egyptian. <laughs> okay. Why did we ever get an Egyptian story? I feel like they, they that was kind of a missed trope there for well, Indy. They, they were in Egypt in Raiders. That's where uh, they were, that's where they were doing the dig. But like attempt like going through like a Egyptian like pyramiding. Why did they never do like yeah. a curse of the mummy sort of thing? They could have gotten yeah. away with it. I feel like I've missed out. Like there's like a parallel version of these movies out there that would be really fun like that. Well, well we we did have the mummy. Like I, the, the Brendan Fraser mummy and that was pretty good. As as far as an adventure film goes, that was a nice uh handing over. Not even a handover, but a nice taking of the reins from Indiana Jones to another archaeological mm. adventure story. That What's was, really funny well. is now Brendan Fraser looks older than Harrison Ford looks. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate, but that's- Yeah, how that happen? Uh, it's like he- Mental fa- illness. I was going to say he has one of those paintings where, <laughs> where it ages and you don't age. If you don't look, what if you look at it, then he aged and some he found his painting and he- Dorian Gray himself? No? Okay, I'm going to hit- Stop making now. fun of <laughs> Brendan Fraser. He doesn't deserve it. What, what is this This painting thing? I want to hear more. Okay, so- How does it work? Is it the portrait of Dorian Gray? Is that the name of the, the portrait? I'm not familiar with that, but it's it's a great you know, yeah. Twilight Zone kind of idea. It's- yeah. um. Yeah. It's Oh, God, who wrote the book? I'm going to get ridiculed for this later. Stephen King. No, older. Okay, Famous book. Uh, effectively, this man, Dorian Gray, does not age, but he has a portrait of himself, which he keeps hidden, even in his attic, covered in a shroud. And it's him, and it's what he should look like. It's aging every day as though he, for, in his place. And the part of the story is he sees his portrait and that it loses its power, and then he instantly ages all the years that the portrait aged for him. Uh, um, I'll look nice, at this, right? Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good idea. It's an yeah. old... Old story. I'm going to have to find the author at some stage on this show because I don't want to actually cop the shit for forget. It's not Agatha Christie, but it's, it may as well be her because- Press that good button, okay. Seb. Can I clarify? It's not <laughs> Agatha Christie. I'm well aware it's not <laughs> Agatha Christie, but it's like forgetting Agatha Christie. People will be like, how could you forget fucking Jesus wrote that one? Blah, blah, blah. Go ahead. Make my day. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Yeah, boy. So it's it turns Oscar- out it's Agatha Christie. <laughs> no, no, it's Oscar Wilde. All right. Oh, this is like, yes. It's one of those authors like, how could you forget their name? Are you stupid? Yes. Very yes. Every episode I tell you I'm stupid. <laughs> we don't remember things anymore. That's why we have Wikipedia. Exactly. <laughs> oh, shit. Hit the good button first. Okay. Um, Harrison good, Ford. I liked him in this film. Yeah, yeah John Hurt. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I liked all the performances except for Kate Blanchett. Is it Kate Blanchett? Yes. Because yeah. she had to use a stupid Russian accent that she wasn't good at, but that's not her fault. Somebody cast her. It's their fault. And the mm. dialogue's pretty that's bad, but it's yeah, it's it hinders the performances yeah. that would otherwise have been good. I actually yes. like the shitty dialogue. Because it felt more like an eighties film for me. It's hard. When watching this film, we're watching it in two thousands. It is a two thousands film. So I think our instinct is it should feel modern. But this film, if this exact film, may obviously you have to compensate the CGI for practical effects. 
you know, dating it back 20, 30 years. But I think if this had come out with the originals, people would love it. Well, Spielberg yeah. and Lucas, when they were planning Indiana Jones, they always saw it as homage to those bad B movies. Right, that's what they were going. That, it's not what they were going to make, but that was what they were paying homage to. It was going to be a good film, you know. Ended up being a great film. Uh, paying homage. this one right. feels like a B movie. Yes, and some people like that. Obviously, it's working for you, Seb. I didn't. I it felt so out of place. It's like I said, it is difficult because I, I feel like we're watching this film. We expect some sort of modern take on it. But the film is also still set 60 years in the past. Was it 50s, was it? Did we say it was? 50s? 50, 57. Set in 50, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so 60 years ago. So it's set It's set in the past. It's only like, what, 10 or, or eight, it must be at least 18-ish years since the original, given that Mutt's age, he's just, he's just a late teenager. He'd be well, 18 at the most. Yeah, Last Crusade was, what, 38? Yeah. Set in 1938, 36? So, I don't know, watching it and the cheesy dialogue, that was kind of endearing to me. I liked that stuff. I my, my All my issues realistically, a visual in this film. I think there was a lot of times, but we'll talk about it in the bad, but when it comes to the actual characters, I liked them all, except I just, that fucking Russian accent from Blanchett, but it's not her fault. And it kind of it kind of works as a bonus too, because it is cheesy, but it wasn't cheesy like, you guys have seen the the Two-Face in Batman with, um, yes, what's his name? Um, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones, where he's just hamming it up and it's kind of a fun thing. She wasn't doing it like that. She wasn't doing the Rocky and Bullwinkle, Robert yeah. De Niro shit, you know? It, it didn't pay off. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't that fun. Look at me, I'm doing Russian accent. <laughs> it wasn't that. It was just, I'm bad at my job. Look at me go. What did you think of Mutt? I like Shy in general. I like the actor. Yeah. So I was fine. Yeah, he did fine. And I thought he did a good job. It didn't feel like Indiana Jones until that first scene where they're in the cafe. Mm. Uh, Indy and and Munt are in there and you get yeah. a nice bit of that Spielberg subtle humour. They're, they're talking about something else. They're laying the exposition for the, for the film. It's really where the film should have started. I almost used the quote <clears throat> from that. Yeah, and it looks like yeah. you brought a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> but like the, so, and, the and second it, he makes the two Russian spies, yeah, that felt really typical Indiana Jones. But bit. that, that, yeah, that, but that whole bit. scene, yeah. even even the exposition and him talking to you know he doesn't know he's his son at the time, but he's just talking to someone who knows the professor who who's gone missing, and they're laying out the plan for how to how to get him back or whatever. And in the background, Mutt is taking stealing a drink from the waitress. Indy is putting it back. You know, that's mm. some, yeah. some more of that Spielberg. You know, subtle humor that makes its way in. You, if you if you see it, you'll laugh. It doesn't detract from the film. If you don't, it doesn't matter. You didn't miss anything. Mm, yeah, I, I agree. And it felt like Indiana Jones from that point up until then. The whole Warehouse Fifty One scene. No. It so didn't feel like Indiana Jones. The action is where it doesn't work for me though. Mutt works. Yeah. yeah. Oh. All the characters work. The yeah. plot works well for me. I, don't, I like the alien crap. That's uh, extra dimensional things. All fine with me. Why? The action Why in this like film that? is bad. Not bad, sorry. The action in this film was okay. too high concept. Leave it for the bad. But yeah. well, but why do you like the aliens? Every time in these movies, there's always the thing of, oh, it's not actually Jesus's cup. Oh, it's not actually, you know, the the, the stones don't have the power in the temple. It's the same thing like, yeah. But it has always been magic. Magic is real. But for me, it's always just been the concept of, no, this thing that's not, you know, everyday life is not possibly real. And then it is. Whether it's magic, whether it's religion, and now it's aliens. It's kind of like, I feel like they've kind of, 
branched out their paths anyway, because it is, it does start with the Ark of the Covenant. So it's like, yep, God is real. And the next one is, yeah, voodoo is real. And then the next one after that was, what was no, Last no, Crusades again? No, no, none of, the, none of those films. Oh, Jesus again. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. None of those films prove that the gods are real. Just that these artifacts have Just power. So that's the mythology that's been built around them. But the powers are real. The magic is real. Yeah. It's like um, it's like Phantom Menace, where you explain how the force works. You explain where the magic comes from. It loses all of its all of its charm. I, that's what that's what spoiled the movie. I don't know. Like, I like the Metaclorians. Really? Explaining yeah. that that's how that's how it works. Yeah. Why not? It's in everything. Yeah. Some people have more. But when you have it explained, does it not lose any any sort of? No, doesn't lose anything. No, not to me. Not to get into a Star Wars debate. I kind of <clears> still <throat> on the midway point. I don't mind it's, that there's it's, this thing that's shared throughout all people that does it. Yeah. I hate that they classified it as oh, they didn't call it like it's almost like a bacteria. Like it's, it's a physical thing that can be measured by science. That was where they lost me. But I like the idea of it being a thing. It doesn't but when matter, they classify yeah, it, that was it doesn't matter thing. what it is. It's just the fact that they explained it. Like yeah. if they're if you're if, if you're saying that the the interdimensional beings work because that explains how the magic is real. That explains how it infiltrates, you know, our reality and and makes all that stuff genuine. And it's an explanation for it. I think that's a compound See, to to explain it. It loses, it loses that it loses the magic because it's no longer magic at that point. I'm not seeing a difference between them opening the Ark of the Covenant and everyone's face is melting, and then putting the skull in a room and the room spinning around and everyone getting sucked into a vortex. For me, it's still. You, you were in the place that you shouldn't have been meddling with powers that you did not understand and you've been punished. So for me, it's a, it's it's all apples. There's no oranges, you know? All right. It's just, it ends yeah, up being an alien rather than it ends up being an arc or it ends up being an alien and it, rather than Kali with the heart rip stuff. Like, it's just, it's the, it's the exact same message. Mm. It's just the point of origin is different. And I, I'm, aliens were fine for me. That's fine. It's, it's fine. once again, it, and- why not? Area 51's a thing in, in both our world and their world. And the whole thing is like, yep, aliens are kept there. Let's raid them. Um, I don't know. It felt yeah. pretty on point. And All right. That's fair. I, don't know. Yeah, I, I liked it. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> One other thing on that, that I thought was a little bit silly, a little bit stupid, but that just worked for whatever reason it worked. And it may have entirely been John Hurt's delivery when they're going over the waterfalls in the, in, in the car boat. Right, mm. bit of a stupid idea, and that whole car is ridiculous. They exist, they exist, but oh, like the like the Look, car jumping into the tree. We'll the tree talk about sucked. that in the back. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but but going over the waterfalls just as kitschy, just as stupid. But for some reason, I liked it. I thought it was funny. Mm. You know what was the what was the line? Three, three fall, three drops, three or? drops. Yeah, three drops or something. I said, yeah. oh, hold on, there are two more of these things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny. It Actu- works. I'm going to shoot on the action very soon, but there were two scenes I'd like to hike. I actually liked the Area 51 chase scene in, oh. the, in the actual warehouse itself. That was fun. Okay. Not the nuking the fridge part. That was, they kind of extended onto each other, but I liked the Area 51 chase with the Russians. That was okay. just, it was a nice little intro. And also it was nice to, I mean, just kind of seeing the warehouse from, you know, where the stuff was sent to. I know we didn't need an answer to it, but also it was just, it was just cool having a scene in there because it's an interesting room to be in. If you say, I thought it was stupid. I liked it. Um, <laughs> and the ants. I thought that was a really cool threat. Having the ants that were like- The giant Saifu. <laughs> Saifu? The what? Whatever they were. The red ants. The ones yeah. that ate all the people at the end. Yeah. Big damn ants. Yeah, them. 
I'm pretty sure it's Saifu. Maybe, yeah. But that was a fun scene. I like that threat. I like the man getting sucked into the fucking anthill. That was really cool stuff. Yeah. A nice, a nice fun thing. Yeah. And the lo- like the last time I saw that gag, it was the Scorpion King. So this was a much better <laughs> version of it. Um, but I just liked it as a nice an action scene, running away from this such a unique threat. And I thought it was well put together. Okay. That's that's fair enough. I mean, it's, you know, it's not snakes. It's not Which snakes. I guess it, it could have been. It could have easily We're been. We're going to talk about snakes very shortly, I assure you. Let's do it. I've got no more good. Alex, any more? Any good? Um, nah. Nah? Nah. Bad. Houston, we have a problem. I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. You are tearing me apart, Lisa. I've fallen and I can't get up. I can't believe you've done this. It is Saifu. Saifu. That's what they call the answer, is it? Yeah. Okay. I like, missed that entirely. So when you said it the first time, I was like, I have no idea what you're saying to me. Indiana's like, Saifu. And then um, Shyla's like, what? And he's like, big damn ants. <laughs> nice. They were big. Damn ants. Mm. And red. And big. Damn ants. There we go. <laughs> um, okay. The bad. I'm sure there's a plethora here. Oh, from the very start of it, it had me It had me off... Uh, off my off, off off balance or whatever you want to call it. Off your rocker. <laughs> the opening scene, kind of fun. You've got the kids coming along. You know, the army, the Russian army is is uh, going along the things, and the kids come along, and yeah, let's let's have a drag race. That's fine. Credits are rolling. It's a little bit of fun, and whatever. Kids kids drive off, and these guys pull off into the area. <clears throat> Completely irrelevant. Completely irrelevant. <laughs> Colonel comes out. This place is um, uh, off limits, even to you, sir. Oh. Whatever. He kneels down and there's guys behind him. Okay. It works visually. Wouldn't work in reality, but it works visually as, an, as a nice reveal. Okay, that's fine. But then you see him tying his shoe. And I'm mm. thinking, why on earth? You know, who is he tying his shoe for? If it was supposed to be a deception, everybody's already been killed. So who is he trying to, who Maybe, is he trying to fool? Was he just tying his shoe? <laughs> it looked like he was just playing with it, just for the deception, for the gag. Oh, right. But there's nobody yeah. to do it for. Because everybody's just been gunned down. <laughs> Sometimes, as a and performer, no, you just do things yeah. for yourself. But even, but even that, just that. Re- once I started thinking about that, I could, I could never get back into okay. the film. That's it. It had me, it had wow. me out of it. Four minutes so early yeah. from the very start. <laughs> yeah. That's sad. And all the way through, God, that's not how magnetism works. That's not how magnetism works. <laughs> See, I liked that bit. I uh. thought that was just a fun visual way of tracking it down. Like that's nice. Yeah, with the with the ball with, with crystals are magnetic. <laughs> Need is gold. Need is gold. That was that was actually kind of cool. So there's yeah. some other power going on, yeah. but the shotgun Damn. pellets were fine because they roll and roll up the boxes, and that was kind of nice. But when he just sprinkled the dust in the air and then it wafts around like this cloud trying to find its home, that was just ridiculous. I liked as a visual. That's, no, thing. it's stupid. That's so not how magnetism stupid. Isn't it not no. how magnetism works? No. Why not? Because it would just go to the nearest surface and not move anymore. And it wouldn't move slowly. It accelerates <laughs> as it goes. It doesn't keep a constant speed. Well, no. I think it was like it's throwing up slow. a cloud of dust. <laughs> and it just like wafts down. I said this one wafts down to an angle. Have you ever used a magnet, Seb? Not a big alien brain <laughs> magnet, a alien skull magnet. I don't know. Not those kind of magnets. They don't change. <laughs> the proportions stay the same. It's, no, it's good. It's good shit. It's good shit. You get, That's ma- some good magnets, shit. Magnets, as you're bringing them closer, it's can't feel it, can't feel it, can't feel it. Whoop, there it goes. Yeah. 
I think it's fine. <laughs> mm. <laughs> You're going to see a lot of this today. Oh, yes. You know what's not fine? Snake rope. Oh, oh Mainly because I, I swear to God, in the first bit of that scene, it was a rope. That poor snake. But it was a rope, right? Yeah. And then it became a snake. And then when he was pulling it, it was a rope again. Like, I swear yeah. visually it changed. And yeah. it's, an, but also I, the idea of wouldn't you break the snake? Yeah, yes. Absolutely, you would. <laughs> and, like, Snakes I don't think not- a snake would just be like, oh, yeah, you can grab onto me. I'm not going to fucking try and bite you or anything. <laughs> no, no, no. Mutt said it's a, it's a good one. It's a rope snake. They're it's a rope good. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> They're built for this, apparently, and their temperament is great. <laughs> they, yeah. they like it. Yep. You can make a belt out of them, and you don't even have to <laughs> treat them or anything. You just take the snake and tie it off. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that part, I was like, this is silly. But I, uh, I did appreciate that Indy like, lost his shit during that scene. It's a good, it's a good gag. It's consistent for his character. But it's a rubbish scene. You're correct. Mm-hmm. And then he said, again, you know, there's something, the, the reality of the film sets in. Indy is telling Oxley, John Hurt's character, to go off and get help. Why is he telling him to get – who's he going to get help from? What, what did he think was going to happen? I thought he meant like get a rope or something, go get some help. But the other two were already going off getting a rope. It was, you know, it was just Mutt that went off, but either way, I think it was just like for the sake of not just standing there, also look for something because if Mutt can't find something and you're not looking, that's just a waste of time. Well, human. maybe. And I know that in the yeah. logic of the film – that needs to happen because he brings the army in to find them to stop their escape. And oh, I brought help. You know, there we go, help. That makes for a gap. But why would Indy be telling him to go go yeah. get help? Surely he knows there's nobody to help. You know? Again, that's just another moment where it took me down a peg and I could never return after See, that. I was a bit annoyed because Mutt was wearing a leather jacket and leather's a <laughs> strong material. And yeah, I was like, snakes pull- are famously made of leather. <laughs> just take your jacket off, give yeah. him a sleeve. Like it didn't look like they weren't even like yeah. that stuck. It was just yeah. they were sink they were sinking, but they weren't like being sucked. Yeah. So I, there was no force. Just I to- did like the whole um oh it's quicksand actually no, this is dry sand. <laughs> quicksand would be mud, water, and sand. <laughs> Shut up, Indy, I don't have time for this. And then it was a nice foreshadow to the um the temple part. Actually, I, I I didn't say it in the good. I should have. That also happened in the library scene when they're getting away on the motorcycle uh, after the cafe. They they're riding the motorcycle through the university. They come into the into the library or whatever, and, and one student yeah. goes, <clears throat> "Professor, um, I'm having trouble with my assignment." And, yeah. Oh yeah, read uh, <laughs> yep. whatever. And they, yeah, nice. That's that, that was not yes, a good just the good little, guy. <laughs> yeah. And here's some real advice <laughs> <laughs> to be a good archaeologist: to get out of the library. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that beginning half of the movie where they are in the town, I was getting some Back to the Future vibes for some reason. And I think maybe it was yeah. the, the chase scene throughout the actual yeah, town. Actually. And, but I don't know. Maybe that must have just been it. But I had some real like Marty McFly feelings. Yeah. Yeah. But all the other chases with, with the Russians, I didn't enjoy the warehouse, the first warehouse scene at all. I hated the jungle chase. The jungle and the sword fighting from car to car. That yeah. looks great in a comic and it sounds – Sounds like it's going to be a fun idea, but it just didn't work. It looked so stupid. I was. It was really I mean, just it, the it, monkeys it, for me that turned me off in that yep, scene as well. Yeah. yeah. Why would they help? <laughs> but also, it's just Shia swinging from the trees like one. Like it's. Again, it was one, just a step well, too far. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, it. It's like they had their they had their uh, what do you call it? Tr- not troubleshooting. Um, brainstorming list of, of fun ideas and they they got all the good ones and they still needed five or six more to make the film and oh, okay let's just get the not worst of, of, of these yeah. ones from that list 
And that was, <sighs> that seemed like one of them. Yep. The action in general for this film, that, that, this is my letdown. I've been kind of trying to allude to it, but all the, all, not all, 95% of the action in this film either looks bad, is comically just, it's just funny and it shouldn't be. Or honestly, I think that's the CGI that we were using just wasn't, whether it wasn't up to scratch or maybe it was just for things that didn't need it. It looked so, why did it look so strange? That's, Cause, yeah. Because it looked like a video game, not movie CGI, it looked like video game CGI. Whereas yeah. the originals, the action was a lot less in your face, but I think just having an actor actually do things, even though the risk is so much you know, lesser, look, it feels better. It feels yeah. a bit more real. Yeah. And that was for this film. Like it, it felt like everyone was invincible the entire way through. Whereas how used to uh, were, you know, seeing Indiana Jones get the shit kicked out of him, were we? <laughs> but in this film, just anything can happen and they're fine. And well, it was-, it, was, it was that era in the, in the 2000s. Uh, Attack of the Clones came out 2002. Um, uh, what's, the, what's the other one? Revenge of the Sith, 2005. This is 2008. I think you had Sin City- was was that two thousand six or so? I I'll check. I, I, th- I thought it was eight, but, but I can't be fair. Maybe maybe two thousand eight. But it was it was that era of the two thousands when CGI was huge. Everybody Hollywood wanted to stick it in, you know, to base entire films around it. Two thousand five. Two thousand five. So um, it, the Matrix. I'll blame the Matrix. The second Matrix, to be fair. Um, Revolution. No, Revo- yeah. <clears throat> Revolution. No, no, no. Um, reloaded. Reloaded. Thank you. Um, like. The Agent Smith fight scene, the yeah. big in the, uh, yeah. the PS. Have we reviewed yeah. those? All, yeah, yeah we have all, reviewed yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. Have. and that's we all. Don't and, need to go back there. And that's <laughs> all. Two thousands. They they were just mad for CGI, and they shouldn't have been, um, but they were. And it all looks bad. Like even you know, Attack of the Clones, at the time didn't look that great, and it has not aged well. Oh, but I this is the was, same. I thought it was fine. Yeah, <clears throat> this is the same criticism I've had for a lot of Zack Snyder films as well. He uses that same kind of CGI, like when he did our Man of Steel as well. But it's, you're just looking at it, and you're like. I am watching yeah. a very nice video game. Like it's a yeah. good video game. If I was if I was playing a game, I would be like, Jess, wow. come over. Yeah. Look at how good this looks. Yeah. But I'm watching a movie, so it's like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not when if, if this was the whole movie, that'd be fine. But the fact that we're cutting to real people back and forth makes it look cheap. Yeah. It just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. It is impressive though. It's it's impressive in its own way. Standalone scenes, you'd be like, how cool is that? But anywhere else. This is yeah. the most hit and miss. Indiana Jones film, that's mm-hmm. with, with, with the most misses. Not that the other ones had many misses, uh, just this one has many the balance more. in the <laughs> many more misses, yeah, and only a few hits. Did you guys want to move on to verdicts? Let's then? do it. Sure. But to be the man, you got to beat the man, and I'm saying, woo, right here, I'm the man. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Slap it on with the might of Zeus! While we're talking about films we should do, more courtroom films. A Few Good Men, My Cousin Vinny. Who are those in? Uh, Liar Liar. Liar Liar. The entire five seasons of Boston Legal. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Don't fucking tempt me. In a heartbeat. (laughs) In less than a heartbeat. It's funny, I was actually thinking, I was because I was driving the other day and I was like, oh, I really wish we could cover some James Bond films. I know this isn't courtroom, but just, sorry, just the idea of the films we could do. I would love to do all of them, but there's so many <laughs> that we would not do anything for a year except for James Bond films. <laughs> isn't there like 30? Something, something like it's that. almost three years. It's it's the, the, the new one. Same issue with wanting to do freaking- um, <laughs> 
the new the Godzilla one, films. Yeah, the new one with the Lady Bond will be the twenty fifth. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. yeah. So two years, two full years. What? No, we do an episode a week, so there'll be twenty five weeks. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm thinking yeah. monthly. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like, should we do it as like a Patreon bonus? But like, that's still so much recording. <laughs> the issue is that we don't have a place to put it like on the show. We can just put it on any other day. But it's like, hey guys, can we commit to watching twenty five extra films? I'm like, oh, sure. I'm not doing anything this yeah. weekend. <laughs> and like, they're about two hours a pop, and you're starting so long ago up till now. And like, the pacing's gonna start off so slow, and then you get gonna- easy. Use VLC player. You can watch no. it at whatever speed you yeah. want. I want to watch it at the speed it was made at, and get no, get normal speed, but four at a time. Just get four on there on, on the split screen. It'll be the same story, so you don't be missing much. Take a shot. Every time the audio sings up, <laughs> Bond, Bond, Crystal Bond, Skull, James Bond. Yeah, Bond. Sorry. this movie that we've avoided talking about for so much of this review uh, because it, it's great. It's very avoidable. I avoided it until now, and mm. I will continue to avoid it. I've seen it; it's done, and mm-hmm. I have no intention of ever seeing it again. I don't think there's anything redeemable mm-hmm. about it at all, except for the music. The music's fine, but it's all borrowed from the from the previous ones anyway. There's no new music, really. Yeah. So okay. So Nothing the, the only anyway. the only good things that came out of this film was the previous character names, <laughs> the music, <laughs> some of the ideas, <laughs> but it had already been done before. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It was oh, it and was his a- son being Henry Jones the <laughs> third. Stupid predictable. Three levels of Henry again. Nice gag. It should have ended. You know where it should have ended? On the ridge, when everything's flooded, when the crater's flooded after the, the spaceship takes off or the vortex happens or whatever it is. Yeah. And they're on the ridge and just, well, let's get going. And, in, you know, the shot is kind of pulling away and Indy says, no, you, you know, you have no idea how cold or dark it gets in the jungle. You don't want to be doing, you know, climbing down the hill in the dark and whatever. They're just, uh, they've just got that little fun moment there. Should have ended there. Yeah. Because then you go into the wedding scene, completely pointless, unnecessary. Don't need it. Picks up the hat, almost puts it on. Ah, thanks, kid. Yeah, <laughs> you've got you've got a nice moment there where the young Indiana Jones, his his son at at that point, he knows is eager to get on with the adventure, and the old one is saying, "No, use your wits about you. This isn't the time to mm. go." You know, but did you see the post credit scene? What I did not. Yeah. Can I can I confess <laughs> there? It's not just a go for playing the drums or something, is it? The no. second the movie got to the point that Andrew did, it was like on my Netflix queue, like seven minutes left. And that's when my wife got home from training. So I was like, I'll come back to this. I never finished the final seven minutes. So there was a wedding. Didn't Interesting. He? Yeah. What else? I didn't know there was any credit sequence, obviously, either. Yeah, what happened? It, what did I miss in that last seven? JK. Just kidding. Oh, no. no okay. Just- <laughs> oh, okay. But then, so there was a wedding and then that's it? Yeah. That, that, yeah. That, it. that seems pointless. Yeah. Indy marries Marion. Yeah. His his hat gets blown off in the wind and Mutt sort of picks it up and goes to put it on and Indiana Jones takes it from him as he's walking out of the church. Good. That's and it. Fade to black and then right How dare the you end. take my cursed lock hat? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so well, okay, what's, I mean, Andrew, you're, you said no? You don't recommend this? No. No way. No way. If you want to see, I mean, Indiana Jones, the first three are good. This one was an unnecessary sequel that I think was just put together because- Money. There was not not even. I don't think Spielberg or Lucas were motivated by money. I think they just wanted to make a film, mm. and they didn't have any other ideas at the time. And okay. yeah. 
things seem to align. I'm, there was a. I'm not looking forward to this new Indiana project. That's no, not not. Really. Is it still Ford? Oh, it's still Ford. Ford is still going to play Indiana Jones in the next one. And the reason I brought it up in the last um, Variety Hour, but I didn't mention it, was mm. that I had read that not confirmed from the production, but Mark Hamill had put his hand up as guys. I really would like to play the villain in the next one. Who's it? Uh, sorry, Mark Hamill. Okay. To play the villain in an Indiana Jones film. That seems like a great idea. And I didn't mention it at yeah. the time. I completely forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm going to say sh- you can watch this film. Um, okay. I don't think We decree that you're allowed to watch this film. No, 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 no. Hear me out. Like, I don't think I will go back and watch this film again. But like, it's people are going to find enjoyment out of it. Like, it may not be the whole thing. But like everyone's, if you wanted a, a solid opinion about this film, I would say watch it if you liked the other ones, but don't expect much. That's a fair way of putting it. I am going to recommend this film. It's not a good film by the standards of the of the prequels here, but it was enjoyable. It's it's weird. Don't you can't go in wanting anything. I mean, these films aren't really serious serious, but you have to really accept that you're going to need a really lighthearted approach to watching this one because there are bits that if you're like me, if you came in expecting one thing, you're going to cringe a couple of times. The action's not great. But I think if you enjoy Indy's character, it's a fun film just to watch Harrison Ford do what he does. I like the supernatural elements from it. And all in all, I didn't think it was a bad story. It's, it's just, it feels out of time, like out of its own time. Like it doesn't, I don't know. I swear if this film had come out 30 years ago, it would be revered as a classic. Obviously, you have to, like I said, you change the graphics around, a bit more practical. Stuff, but and Indy would have murdered some some people because he doesn't kill anybody in this one. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I do think with some minor, minor changes, if this film had come out then, we'd be talking about the wonderful quadrilogy of Indiana Jones films. I just think coming out in 2008, was it? Yeah, 19 years after Last Crusade. Yeah, I just think that that was the biggest mistake that they made. Um but all in all, I mean... Again, they did it because Harrison Ford put a clock on it. He said, if you're making an Indiana Jones film after you know, 2009 or 10 or 8 or something, uh, forget about it. Mm. Oh, but I mean, like, they should have done sooner, as I mean. Yeah. yeah. But, I don't know, it's definitely the worst in the franchise. No one's arguing that, I don't think, right? Like, it's yeah, it definitely is. But, hey, I think a 6 out of 10, it's still, still looking at a pass, guys. It's just it's terrible when you've come from 8s and 9s, you know? The... Indian yeah. mutt scenes where it's just the two of them in the cafe, in the chase through the through the university, uh, in the uh, where are they in the in the, in the temple, <clears throat> in the in the, the graveyard when they're sort of exploring it for the first time. They're fun, and that feels like Indiana Jones. Nothing else does. We should have touched on it. I think having it so much set in like their home city, I think that kind of took away from a lot of the the fun adventure of Indiana Jones of him like walking through like the Turkish markets or something like that, like putting him in like this, just dropping him somewhere on the globe that's different to where he's from, but having it set around the university where he works so much as well, I think the beginning kind of took away from that. Well, I don't know. But it was fun. It was. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like if I'm just comparing what they did in this film compared to what they've done in every other film, they kept him at home for a lot. The only okay. bit of home we that's, got in Last yeah, Crusade was that flashback when he was a kid, when he briefly arrived from the tour but every other film was just like, here he is in China, here he is in Tibet, here he is in there and there and there. But I don't know. All in all, it's a fine film, but it's not as good as the other ones. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> is that pretty much true? Absolutely. I can Perfect. agree with that. Excellent. 
Well, what are we doing next week? Oh, yeah. So next week we're reviewing The Shining. The Shining. Yes, The Shining, if you're me <laughs> and auto-correct yourself into oblivion with that one. Um, so we're doing that because, firstly, X-Men New Mutants is a dead project. I don't care if I mean, it's going to come out maybe. They, they, they are talking the streaming service for Disney. So, I mean, we can at will watch that if we need to, if we get that service, <laughs> if we choose to, but it's not... It's pretty much out of cinemas by this point. So we need to fill that spot. And we're ducking out a film that we had pegged later on in the year to throw in Doctor Sleep, which is the sequel to this film in which uh, Danny is played by Ewan McGregor. Right. So I'm not sure if you guys have seen the trailers for that, but there is a a sequel based on the sequel book. Um, We'll talk a bit more about that in depth, I guess, next week when we do The Shining. But yeah, we're actually stepping into some classic Stephen King. Stanley Kubrick and just general like one of the most highly revered horror movies and films of all time. So a little bit above our pay grade, I'm concerned. Is it deserved? I guess we'll find out next week. I guess I'll be arguing that next week. <laughs> uh, so no comment. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Second Take Podcast, or if you live in the future, you can tweet us at Second Take TNC. Go to Facebook. <laughs> Go to Facebook. Yep. <laughs> um, I can always figure it to mention, we do have a Patreon. Um, Patreon.com forward slash second take. Um, we would like precisely $7 million. Or, or even just like a dollar gets you the bonus reviews that we're making throughout this year. So they know. But seven, seven million is the asking, is the asking amount. <laughs> I mean, the if we can hit that goal, then, you know, you're helping a lot of sick children. Yep, potentially. I mean, if any, if any of the three of us ever foster a child and they get sick, in theory, I, you're helping them. I am my parents' child, and <laughs> you're I sick? think I've got a bit of a cold. <laughs> oh no! Uh, um, but seriously, Patreon. <laughs> uh, we've also got our website, secondtakepodcast.com, where normally I'm pitching because three years worth of content there, but iTunes recently changed it. So instead of only listing 100 episodes, we only have 300 listed on iTunes. But there's still, I think we've done over 300 anyway. So if you want to go see what you're missing out on, it's there. Um, or just send us an email, secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. Hell yeah, bro. Well, I'm going to hit the outro button. Bye. Love you. The Disney vs. Disney Debates podcast is all about finding the answer to one simple question. What is the best Disney movie of all time? Maybe the question isn't that simple. So join us every Saturday as hosts from all across That's Not Canon fight for their movies in one-on-one debates moderated by me, Zane C. Weber. In order to decide once and for all which of Disney's beloved classics or recent hits will take the crown. Save it for the show. Available now on Spotify, iTunes and wherever you find podcasts. Uh, That's Not Kind of Productions podcast. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 